Hi guys, welcome back to our last podcast for a four fi- Fahrenheit 451 book. I'm Natalie and I took on um, Context Connoisseur and Summary Specialist. And I'm Michelle and I've defined words we found difficult and metaphors. Hi, my name is Mirren and I am the Minute Maker. Hi, I'm Lisa and I took on the role of Discussion Director. Okay, so we read from pages 90 till the end of the book, and in page 90, um, Mildred is watching a show with the white cartoon clowns. Why do you guys think that Mildred enjoys the show so much? I think oh my God. <laughs> a, a crazy point would be um, how it was directed towards kids, yeah. and I don't... I don't see the point in why do they want them to be raised with the the thought of uh, killing people is funny, killing people is harmless. Or like maybe, you know how you grow up to be what you look at when you're younger? Maybe they would want them to be like more refrained, like more afraid of each other, sort of. Oh, I get it. Like being afraid of each other to a point where they would like not like like okay so they're afraid of each other because they're watching these shows where they're each killing each other right does that make sense yeah oh i never thought about it like that if anything i thought that they would make the kids or it's since it's directed towards kids they would want the kids to in a way start beginning to act like that because i know that um well, yeah, I have brothers, and I know that whenever they watch something like super violent, like after they watch it, they start, you know, trying to fight me. Yeah, they start imitating and start trying to fight me. And I feel like, in a way, that's kind of how it would affect kids, just because their brains are not fully developed yet, and they start processing these. I wouldn't say traumatic, but these like very big and significant things at such a young age really affects them. Yeah, I just think that it's like interesting that the show is like, like comedic in a way, you know what I mean? So like, that's just like an observation. I find it hard to believe that they don't ban the show, but they ban like what you read. I find that kind of I mean, well the show isn't really teaching you much, is it? Well, no, because but I mean, why would they? Power. Well, yeah, but why would they ban? Like, I don't know. I find it kind of weird that they would ban information and not anything violent. Yeah. yeah. Because aren't they trying to mix the perfect society? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where nobody's bored, nobody's under You're right. Like. Someone killed each other. And I mean, to begin with, Mildred has always been a very. I don't want to say strange, but like she's always been a more oblivious kind of character. Why do you think that? I don't know because I think she's one of the characters where she's most connected to what they. What, for example, she's always connected to the radio. She's always she's, she's most like connected to like society. Yeah, she's like technology. She's like the norm. Kind of like people here now. Like a lot of the people are addicted to finding out what to look at to become better, like entertained and everything. I think that might be her. Kind of reliant on what other people are doing. Yeah, they're not really her. Good point. Can we relate that to our own society? Okay, so on page 94, um, everyone's like at Montag and Mildred's house, and um, Montag got like really bothered by Mildred's friends, and then this is a quote. He was like. 
he God. was like talking about how like just like explaining how he felt like about how they jabbered about people and their own children and themselves and the way they talk about their husbands and the way they talk about war like why do you guys think that he was so bothered about the way they talked about those like topics um, okay, I'm, just, I'm gonna share. Sorry, I need to like chill. Okay, so I think that maybe he was really bothered about it because they don't realize how grave of an issue it can be because of their own ignorance or not their own ignorance, but just because they lack the knowledge, they don't realize how big how big it can affect like having war and having children experience these things at a young age. I think they don't realize the like the big effects. Yeah. I think they don't. Oh, no, go, go ahead, Miriam. No, the seriousness. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> well, the way Montag in general, who, well, who I've read him to be, he's very. I don't think he's ever felt that kind of honor to talk about other people the way they do and everything. And I don't know. He's very different from everyone in the book. And yeah. That, that might have been why he felt bothered by what they were talking about. Because he couldn't relate to it. Or like how they felt maybe on a deeper level i just feel like he wasn't um, like he didn't think it was important like what yeah. they were talking about like, like i don't know i just feel like he has like like, like he appreciates like deep thoughts and stuff and like yeah. they weren't discussing that <laughs> yeah. and when you catch him thinking about people that he cares about or other things he'll really word it out loud he'll usually think about it and he might be bothered by the fact that other people share it out loud rather than like enjoying the thought that's probably why he likes Clarice so much yeah you're right so after on page 97 Montag reads um, that group of people a poem called the Sea of Faith and at first everyone was like really like against him reading the poem which is like obvious because books are banned yeah but why do you guys think that bless you sorry why do you guys think he got I mean why do you guys think everyone got emotionally hysteric after hearing the poem on page 97 <laughs> I think we have to read. Okay, um, so I feel like we should probably discuss the poem first and then see, like, do you, would you like me to read it out loud? Yeah, please. Was once too at the full, and round earth shore lay like the folds of a bright girdle furled. But now I only hear its melancholy long withdrawing roar, retreating to the breeze of the night wind, down the vast edges, drear and naked shingles of the wind. Ah, love, let us be true to be one another. For the world which seems to lie before us like a land of dreams, so various, so beautiful, so new, hath really neither joy, nor love, nor light, nor certitude, nor peace, nor help for pain. And we are here as on a darkling plain, swept with confused alarms of struggle and fight, where ignorant armies clash by night. Mm. Well, that was deep. Yeah, that was <laughs> I like deep. that. Okay, well, according 
to the people in the book, like the uh, audience people, they were talking about how it hurt them. Mm-hmm. And they related to, I don't know, like awful poetry, quote unquote. And it might have, I don't know. Because they've never really heard anything powerful like that before. Yeah. It might, yeah, it might have affected that part of their brain, <laughs> the emotional part of their brain that bothered them to feel, to feel that, that thing that they've never felt before you know and they reacted to it like if you ever feel anything negative or anything emotional that you've never felt before i think you react in a negative way right yeah they didn't understand how to how to react how to react, how to react like with their empathy or their re- just it was a feeling they never they never really connected with anyone else and they're just so self-centered so why like knowing that someone else understands you would be yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they've never connected with poetry in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because they like mention, like they associate poetry with like suicide. Yeah, that's like, what I, that's what stood out to me. Yeah, suicide, tears, and all that, and awful feelings and yeah. sickness. So there's when people usually write poetry, depending on the poetry, they're usually in a dark, like, kind of thought, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have any personal experience with that? Like, yeah. where they like to write? <laughs> well, I mean, I like to journal. It helps get my mind off of things a lot. Me too. Oh I write poetry in my journal, but, like, the poetry that I write, if you read, it's really, like, dark. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, freshman year, I used to be really into poetry, but it was always my lowest. It was also my lowest point, but it was the deepest poetry I ever did. So I'm like, when I read back to it, I'm like, oof. Yeah. yeah. If I try to read Write a poem yeah, Have you heard that uh, people who are more creative are more like yeah. Really? So when you when you're on that deep dark point in your life, you have more creative activity going on in your brain. I think that's because like you're trying to like like channel it and like yeah put it out, but like by not hurting it. Because you you have a lot of overthinking in here whenever you're in a dark yeah. I mean, I feel like this is kind of irrelevant, but like similar to like you know how like they're breaking down and everything after like reading this poem. So, so with me, I was reading this book I was really into, and um, the main characters they were going through like a breakup. <laughs> and it, to me, Wait, what book? Um, <laughs> after. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I was reading it, right, and like the main characters were going through a break, through a breakup, and um, I don't know, like I just felt so connected, yeah, I felt so connected to the characters to a point where like I was so sad and like I was really depressed about it, and I was like, what's like, like I don't even know why, but it was like, it really affected me, and yeah, I feel like in a way, since they could kind of relate to the feeling that, yeah, that the poem was talking about, yeah. that's like, why they broke down. Do you guys think they even understood it? Like, the <laughs> <No>. poem? <laughs> okay. to, I don't know, depending. A lot of them might have, a lot of them I feel have. like they didn't, because, like, um, when Mildred was asking this girl in car, she's like, why are you crying? Like, like what's wrong? <laughs> oh, don't know, don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah. She's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know, know what's wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just crying. <laughs> But then yeah. other people might have gotten it, you know, like, why do you, why do people want to hurt people? <laughs> Poetry, so they might have, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, um, so towards the end of the book, why do you think Beatty asked Montag to burn his whole home down? Oh, Michelle. <laughs> huh? Oh, I don't know. It might have. It might have. Wait, wait, let me find a page for that. Um. Do you guys think it's symbolic, like a firefighter burning down his home? I think it's ironic. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just opposite of his job description. Oh yeah, ironic. I mean, technically, so if <laughs> if Montag, um, if people found out that Montag had the knowledge and he like they knew that considering that he was a firefighter and he was supposed to burn books and the fact that he had them it would probably discredit the government's or yeah like the government's power and their ability yeah to control because they're like oh like you're like in like right i'm sorry i don't even know what i'm saying like they could have like been very oblivious about it mm-hmm. yes. I le- that's what i think that's my interpretation of it that's awesome i think in the last podcast we talked about a passage where um bd is talking to um, montag where their job is to keep the peace and keep everything well in society so if montag fails everything fails so yeah mm-hmm. so if they find out that a firefighter is doing this well then why should they yeah why should they follow the government's rule and toward the end you know how everything burned down and everything he showed a little bit of compassion toward mildred because he mentioned Oh, sorry. Continue. He like he went back to the to the memory of like where they met in Chicago and everything and how everything happened. Do y'all think that was love or no? Or he might have been holding on to everything. I think it was like a nice memory. Yeah. But like, but how do you think that faded away over time? Like from how he felt when he met Mildred to how I just feel like going back to what I said earlier. Like he has a like a deeper like appreciation for like for life. Yeah, for life and like deeper meanings and stuff. Like even though like in the beginning of the book, like we saw him, he was like, oh, like it was a pleasure to burn. Like my smile never because I love like burning stuff like yeah like I think like subconsciously like he always like appreciated like deeper meanings like to life and stuff like he like he wasn't satisfied with his life and then when he met Clarice mm-hmm. when he met Clarice like he realized that about himself and then like I think that's when he like started like disconnecting from like Mildred Mm-hmm. Do you think it really was his pleasure to burn? Because he already had that stash of books right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So was it really his pleasure or was he just putting up an act? I think it was his pleasure. But he was also like subconsciously like, I don't know, like not into it. Yeah, I don't know. This is a hard one. Um, what do you guys think was the biggest theme in the book? Um, I personally believe the biggest theme was censorship. Um, I don't know if you guys have a. Um, 
So I think one of the biggest, I, I don't know if it's like a underlying theme, I just, this is like what I took from the book is the theme of identity because as the character, as the character of Montagas begins to develop in the book, we see that um, he begins to realize a lot of things and a lot of people shape his identity and maybe he was like at the beginning of the book <laughs> and maybe at the beginning of the book he didn't um he didn't realize like he wasn't very aware of what he considered to be his identity and i feel like at the end with instructions from like the favor and his other mentors it really helped shape his identity yeah well coming back to that not only the identity of montag but the identity of the other people in the book i don't want to hear the fact that the government taking away information led them to where they are now being ignorant and everything I agree with Marion that censorship is like one of the biggest things in the book. Um, so, to wrap up our discussion, um, I think we all took away these huge points from Fahrenheit 451, and I just wanted to know, did you guys enjoy this book overall? I enjoyed it. I think I learned a lot more about saying my Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I think it was, it gave an air of, you know, The Giver. Mm -hmm. It was definitely, yeah. it was it's definitely, own book. its own book, yeah, it was something I've never read before, so I appreciate the creativity and thought he put into it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, it was a pleasure to Ray Bradbury. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my doing it, Andy. Bye.